Hello, everyone. Happy December. It's Haley once again to kick off the next episode. So with that, I do have to say it's a new month. That means brand new Die Hard Dice code. So if you want to buy any Die Hard Dice for loved ones for this season, which I know there's quite a few holidays that people celebrate and do gifts for, if you'd like to buy any Die Hard Dice for that, either for yourself or for others, go ahead and use that dice code hideous dash D-E-C. In addition, I do want to say you should go ahead and check out Die Hard Dice's website right now. There are a ton of holiday sales, which is always great. In addition, I do want to say that if you buy dice from the Untamed sets, they are actually donating a dice set to charities working with educational programs in underprivileged communities. So if you buy a set, you're actually buying a set for yourself or a friend and someone in the community who maybe couldn't buy the set by themselves. So it's a really good option right now, and it's a great way to both support us, a community, and Die Hard Dice all in one. So overall, I would say go ahead and check it out, and they have a bunch of stuff that keeps getting released. I think they have a new another release coming out on this Friday, so I'd say go ahead and check that out, and make sure to use that code HIDEOUS-DEC for 15% off. So I've got one more thing up here at the top is we have our first official live Zone of Truth for those Whiskey Neat tier and up patrons. So that's that $10 and up patrons. That is coming up on 12-12. If you are already a patron, go ahead and check out the post on our Patreon for voting on the time and to actually see the special phone number that those Whiskey Neat and Up patrons can use to call in their question. So if you want to get involved and you're not already a Whiskey Neat and Up patron, go ahead and check out our Patreon. The link is in the episode description, and you can go ahead and join and and see what this new live Zone of Truth is all about. That is all I have for this episode. I know it's a lot, but I'm all done now, and I want to say... Welcome to episode 121, Nearly Hedgeless Nick. Do you like liquor and things that go boo? Then buckle up, listener, because this one's for you. Prepare yourself for the Hideous Laughter Podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Hideous Laughter Podcast, episode 121. And I have the Patreon beverage today. It's another one by Bipolar. Classic. Looks very murky. A little worried. You, you, this is all liquor? Mm-hmm. It's three shots. So it's Amaretto, Alizé, and Cognac? Yep. The, the blue Alizé. And it's called the Booty Shaker? Booty Clap. Booty cocktail. Clap Cocktail. It does look like the Florida Swamp Water. Yeah, I mean, this this is straight out of Florida, man. I wonder if he just looked outside and was like, what colors can I make? <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be the blue Alizé, because that shit tastes just like a blue freeze pop, which I can't complain about. <laughs> it's pretty fucking good for all liquor. Anyone else drinking liquor today? No? No liquor around this? Okay, it's just me getting lit today. Um, Steve, what, what are you drinking? Griffin, I am drinking a beer from Wolf's Ridge Brewing. This is the Impish or Admiral. That is a winter lager. Ah, uh, yes, the office reference. Yes, sir. And it's very good. Well, I really of, like it. Speaking of somebody that's definitely on the Impish list. Hey, Brooks. Oh, hey. What are you drinking? Thanks. I am, once again, drinking the Ohio Oatmeal Stout from Great Lakes. Haley, it doesn't look like you have booze over there. I don't. Uh, I have coffee. 
It's just disappointing. I mean, it's it's deep into the afternoon at this point. It's Saturday at 3 p.m. Exactly. I can have I coffee if I want. I don't understand what the coffee is Yeah, you're for. like four hours late. Yeah, you're four hours late. It's my second cup because I dropped the first cup all over the floor. Um. Okay. <laughs> Emily, take us home, please. I'm going simple with a glass of red wine this afternoon. Well, speaking of simple, we rolled off off air. It was, it was simple to do it without recording. And Emily, I believe you're drinking next episode. I am. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Well, enjoy that, as I'm sure your characters have enjoyed the last leg of the maze. You made it to the fountain that spit fire, entered inside, and found yourselves face-to-face with a fiery deadfall scorpion. There was some lava created and some grabs, some slippery spells cast, and you were able to defeat the creature pretty handily, especially with some protection from energy. You went deeper into the chamber after Air Bear kind of cut up this scorpion and found a lava core inside of it. Deeper in the chamber, you found a dwarven kind of tunnel system. It's a dining hall, but... (laughs) It looked like it was ripped straight out of Kragadan and put right here. You found a magical lantern as well as some magical items and some items made of a very unique material. You've placed the fire in the lantern, and now it's time to continue your quest. To mushrooms. (laughs) That's, I think, our next clue. Your next clue is mushrooms. Before we move on, do we want to take a short rest and use these boots to heal up a little bit? Because we know this area is at least fairly safe. Yeah, I think that would be pretty prudent um, wearing them and you just kind of stand still. You get that uh, fast healing one. Mm-hmm. I'm only 12 hit points down, which isn't a whole lot. Um but I would still like it a little bit. I don't know where everybody else is at. 14 down. 14, so you could use it. Same here. I'm at 20 down, so... Okay. Yeah, we should probably just whip out the wand. Get it quick. Sure about that? Uh, We don't want to do that because the crowd will not like us oh, that's healing. Right, that's right. Because that's uh, frowned upon, and they might think we're cheating. But if we wear the boots, it's very secretive. So let's add up those <laughs> rounds. So I was just thinking. Also, you may want to do this outside of this area because you are quickly going to be approaching taking damage. Yes. From how hot it is in here. In fact, I believe everybody at this point would take some damage. So I need some fortitude saves. Put it on the board. That's a natural 20. Well, we don't have a board on this show, Steve, so... Uh, keep trying. That's just uh, just for my own personal memories. <laughs> you know what, Steve? I'll, I'll mark you down. I got you. Oh, thanks. Natural blood. twenty. I rolled an eighteen. Eighteen total, or 18 total? I I rolled eighteen on the die for twenty nine. I have a twenty seven. Only a sixteen for Freya. Okay. So you've. Those of you without fire protection, you've been in here for a couple minutes now. This has no save. Why did we roll a fortitude save? The next part does have a save. Okay, okay. Um, So you each take seven points of heat damage. This is lethal. And then you each take... uh, You don't take the non-lethal damage. You both made the save. The other two, you're you're not taking non-lethal damage either. You rolled high enough, but you also have that protection from energy on, so the the lethal fire damage isn't going to hurt you. Mm-hmm. But you probably want to get out of here. Absolutely. So I'm sh- I'm guessing Freya probably shoved the boots on before we leave, and then we'll get back in, and we can discuss strategy. Air quotes there outside where it's not lava 
while we're healing secretly. Yeah, so you make your way across the lava bridge and back the way you came, and when you actually touch the door that you came, that it looks like you came from, or you kind of warped to, it does send you right back to the fountain. Awesome. I'm sure we all, at least Ebert definitely breathes a sigh of relief. That was hot. You know, look around. We're just like sweaty and gross, I imagine. <laughs> I mean, we literally made a sauna. I want yeah. you and the listeners <laughs> to know how clutch that that spell was from Freya. The, what is it? The protection from energy? No, no, no. Or... The, the one that lets you let Air Bear escape. Oh. Liberating command? Yeah, liberating yeah. command. Yeah. That well-placed liberating command. I don't think the protection from energy would have saved you from 20d6 of damage with direct lava immersion which would have continued on as 10d6 every round for 1d3 rounds if you managed to get out brutal yeah was not lost absolutely (laughs) now I only prepared one of those so uh, (laughs) nobody else get grabbed but between that and the protection from energy I believe Emily deserves a hero card Oh, thank you. Well played. Ooh, I got the Winged Serpent, which is a good card. It's pretty, pretty cool. It's a white snake with rainbow wings. So I did a quick calc here on how many minutes that we're going to be down swapping boots and standing still while we're strategizing our next next action, I guess. It's going to be about eight minutes for all of us. So we need to eight minutes convincingly strategize in order to not make the crowd mad at us. I definitely play a character who looks like he could rattle off some exposition. Yes, I will be doing that. Mm. So what's going to happen here is that I'm going to use the mechanics for a crowd perceiving cheating. Now, this won't count as cheating. But if they do perceive you, I'm going to need you to make a performance combat roll. So if you had just healed yourself with a wand, you wouldn't even get the the perception check from the crowd. You would just have to make the roll. I'm giving you this because you're using the items that you found in order to kind of creatively get around. Steve, you said Matumbe is going to deliver some exposition. You know it. If you would like to deliver some exposition and distract... I will impose a penalty to this perception check. Tulia probably would also because she's another high intelligence and super interested in items specifically. So much so that she has actually craft clothing. So she could also spew out stuff about the items as well. If you want to talk about the challenges. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, like really looking at like the new armor and the new great sword and stuff. Hey, air bear, check this out. That's yeah, that's awesome. Um, what, what would I have to roll there? Griffin for, um, that, that distraction. I'm going to give you diplomacy unless your deception is better. So unless my, you my can bluff. bluff. Um, let me get, let me just check really quick here. I know one of those is expanded inspiration. Yeah. That'll have to be my diplomacy because otherwise they're, they're identical. They're at plus sevens, which isn't, isn't phenomenal, but sure. Let's see what I got here. Is it possible to aid? I think so. I think that's what Tulia is doing, okay. right? Or is Tulia attempting her own check? Uh, I was thinking Tulia could attempt her own check, but I can also aid if that would be better because I figured Matumbe would know most and talk most about the overall challenges and Tulia could get into really specific with items because that's literally her specialty, craft wondrous items and craft clothing. Like she's got all that. Yeah, Tulia, I'll give you the ability to use your perform if you'd prefer. You can kind of Vanna White it if you want. I think I'm going to talk about the craftsmanship, if that's okay. Or do I need to do perform? You don't need to do perform. What would you like to use instead? Craft clothing. Okay, that'll To talk work. specifically about all these seams in the boots as she puts her puts us mm. on for her turn. Very <laughs> nice. Who needs help more, I guess? You're not explaining exactly what the boots do, though, right? Absolutely not. I'm talking about how, as much as I don't like dwarves in general, they do are fine craftsmen and, you know... This is a fat, fine seems, craftsmanship. This just seems rude to Freya at this point. I mean, I, like, no offense, Freya. This is just factual. That's... <laughs> wow. 
Yikes. Wow, okay. <laughs> Factual. And then it's fantastic quality and craftsmanship. All right, so who, who so needs more help? I'm going to be rolling a d20, d6, and a plus seven for my diplomacy. Not particularly high, but not terrible, depending on how my rolls fall out. I have a plus 13, but no plus uh, d6. <laughs> yeah. So I'd have to max my d6 to, to meet that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So it sounds like Matumbe might need more. Probably. Yeah. yeah. And then, so in order to aid, I will uh, draw a small map on the ground with a sword and almost make them like battle plans and great okay okay I will be at a 23 I do a 25 25 okay so 25 on the diplomacy and you're kind of addressing this semi-visible crowd you can see them a little bit better in the maze than you could in the lava room. You know they're watching you this entire time, though. Julia has a 32 to compare her boots and the other boots and really go into detail Very on nice. This. So, Matumbe, you impose a minus two on the perception check. Tulia, you impose a minus four. Awesome. Very nice. Awesome. Which you will need because the modifier on the perception check for a massive mob is a plus 20. Oof. Oh. Oh. <laughs> we might be in trouble. So I'm going to roll this and I'm going to do it against your best. I'm so, I'm sorry, Griffin. What is the current level of the crowd right now towards us? It's friendly, right? Helpful. 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 Yes. So then I would have gotten to 27 and she would have gotten, gotten a 34. 34. Yes. I don't okay. know if that changes. It doesn't. It's every 5 above. Got it. But damn. It does change the DC needed to meet. So I'm using, since you guys aren't hiding the boots, I would have allowed stealth, but you're showing them off. So I'm utilizing your 34. Yeah. So I'm going to see if the crowd can beat that in terms of a sense motive to see if they're magical and right. see what they're doing. Okay. <laughs> so... I imposed a minus six, so that puts them at a plus 14, which means they needed a natural 20 to perceive, and they got a natural 19. <laughs> no, performance, no performance check needed, and in the next combat, you are starting with a helpful crowd. Hell awesome. yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, I just went into depth about these boots and all the items. Freya takes time when she's not wearing the boots to take off her old armor and put on the new armor. And uh, I think at the end of all that, she'll be the last one with the boots, so she'll keep wearing them. Okay. Good. Smart to give your healer the boots. Absolutely. All right. I think, I think, I think we slipped that one by them. It's time to keep moving. Um. Do we, is there one clear direction out of here from where we're at that that would be the next best place to go, or do we need to start rolling some more like survival checks and stuff? So you guys came down diagonally. I would allow a survival check here to kind of know the direction and make sure you're not getting lost in this maze. Yeah. Like no direction, like the cantrip, no if, direction? If you have no direction, hmm. you could use it. Let me Let me double check and see. Oh, no, I don't. Oh. Frey's going to attempt to aid Matumbe. Yeah, I know Matumbe is way better. Oh, my survival's an 11. It's not phenomenal. Well, it's, it's good. Better than mine. Better than a zero. Oh, okay. Never Do you mind. get a free inspiration oh. on it, though? That's a good question. No, I don't. I don't I, know why I rolled one. I do aid. That's good. I do, too. That's good. I also aid. I got a 19 on the die. That's good, because I got a three on the die. Uh, So that's going to be a dirty 20. So in looking at the map, you came down from this diagonal direction, and you see two paths that head to the north and one path that heads to the west, with the south being like towards Haley uh, in terms of where our map's oriented. You think that you came from the north, with that survival check. So you assume to go further into this maze, you probably don't want to go back north. 
Sure. That would be double backing, and you might either end up at the Sphinx fountain, or you might end up uh, in a dead end. The way forward couldn't be more clear. Let us proceed with all haste. And keep in mind, we all decided together that this is the direction that we wanted to go. West. Yes. (laughs) So you come to a T-intersection. One looks like it doubles back on itself and you didn't see another route that way, so you probably assume that you're going to go left. Okay. You see that the path forward dead ends, but then there's another path to the north. You take it and you snake along the path to an intersection. There is a path to the right and a path to the left. The path to the right has a kind of dead ends and turns north. The path to the left looks like it heads to another open T intersection. Another survival check? So so far. I'd, I'd use a perception. Oh, I will take that. Yeah, that sounds good. 33. 29, unless it's something with the stonework. 22. 13. T- Tulio is looking at her own items again, just enamored. Admiring her own craftsmanship. <laughs> yeah. Freya and Matumbe, you hear a faint moaning, and it seems like it comes from the path to your right. I hear something to the right. Let's proceed with caution. So we're on the lookout for fungi, which typically don't make moaning noises, but who knows? Do we want to do a sense motive on the moaning? Whether it's, I don't know, in real, or fake? real fake, in pain? I, I can't do that very well, but if someone else wants to. I can try, because she did hear it. I would only be able to really aid. I, yeah, I can roll a okay. sense motive as well if I picked up on that, which I did. So okay. I'll aid whoever's worse. I'm quite high on this one. And I do. Ugh, but it didn't roll well. Uh, 22 for Freya. Got me beat with the 21. Mm. Yeah, with a 22, it's a, it's a moaning. You can't really tell if it's like pain or sorrow. You have no context, really. You're just kind of hearing it on the wind. Does it sound like it could be a humanoid in origin or we don't even know that? It's just... You don't even know that. Okay. Proceed with caution. Stealth. Down. Do we actually want to go towards the, towards the moaning or not? I guess that's okay. Should I try to stealth? Oh, up and then take a look around the corner maybe? Yeah, that's that a good idea. Would be fun. I'll stand still and not move any closer. <laughs> You're telling me those granite boots uh, aren't stealthy? <laughs> I don't think they affect my stealth, but they're not helping either. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You got. They let me down with an 18 total. Ouch. Three on the die. Total stealth. As you peer around the corner, it seems whatever this is has spotted you. It's a. It looks like a man, but you can see directly through him. Oh, come on. Oh, no. And he kind of moans at you. You'll be in here forever, just like me. And I need you guys to roll for initiative. Fuck. Ah, darn it. You know, it's not that I'm rolling ones. They're just consistently poor. The Tomb Bay got. I got a 21. Nice. Air Bear. 10. 10. What's your modifier? Six. Okay. Tulia. Tulia, who didn't even hear the moaning on the wind, didn't pay attention that Air Bear left, rolled a natural one and got a six. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Freya. I also got a 10, and I also have a plus six initiative. What do we do? Roll off. Roll off? Just, uh, it's a flat T20 roll off. 13? 17. Oh, Okay. Does that mean there were three characters on 10? It does. Griff, where do you want this bad boy? Please put him kind of at the end of this section of the maze. Erber, as you looked around, you see this figure and you see that the maze dead ends here. And you actually see a starved, desiccated corpse 
on the ground below this figure. Okay. Matumbe, you're first to act. All right. Jeez. You, I will, I will say now that it's speaking, you heard it say that you're going to be in this maze forever, just like it. Not if I have anything to say about it. Okay. Jesus, what do I want to do? Okay, so Matumbe is on the other side of this hedge from where the uh, little, little little ghosty corpsey boy is because it kind of curls around. I'm looking at the map right now. Matumbe not, doesn't really know that, but if he can hear it, he can kind of infer that. So he is going to start coming around the bend here. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. It has a direct line of sight with this creature. What do I want to do? I would have to double move to get right up to him, but then I would expose myself to a little bit of uh, a little bit of tomfoolery there. So Matumbe is going to take a standard action in total defense. Okay. Does he want to do a knowledge check? Of course he does. Why would I not want to do that? Why would I, I not know. say that for every single <laughs> creature that I, I ever encounter? You, but you know, it's the one thing Matumbe can do. And he's very good. It's going to be religion. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, Griff, I think it's just that sounds like you described Ghost. Pissed off, thought we were done with that in uh, book one. So uh, here we are. Ugh. Only you had your haunt collector with you. <laughs> and you would be able to see the person corpse that he is standing over as well now that you're around the corner. Yes, it's high. Put it on the board, that's a natural 20. Put it on the board, <laughs> that is max inspiration. Uh, it's, 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 it's quite high. Cool. You know, it's a ghost. What do you want to know about it? It's a 46. Sure. Jeez. Everything. I want to know everything. Uh, it's incorporeal. It has channel resistance. It's got undead traits. It will rejuvenate in 2d4 hours. It's. What? I'm sorry. What does that mean? Just if we it defeat it, it'll come it. back to. Defeat it, it yep. will come back unless you put it to rest. It has a corrupting touch that is a touch attack that deals 76 points of damage. Ouch. Uh, you know that a fortitude save would half the damage. It's also got a frightful moan, which makes people panicked. Okay. So Matume's gonna relay this, this information to the party. In um, terms of its kind of actual abilities, feet stuff, it's got dodge, improved initiative, iron will, lightning reflexes, and toughness. Okay. And it's chaotic evil. It's worst save is reflex, can see in the dark, and it has perfect flight to a speed of 30 feet. I feel like that's all the information you could ever ask for. Yep. <laughs> that is certainly all the information I need. He's going to relay that to the party. I'm not going to do that in character because that takes way longer than six seconds. Sure. So you've total defense. It's Air Bear's turn. I would like to do a perception on the body that the ghost is hovering over. Sure. Garbage. Uh, 14. Is it alive? Doesn't look alive. What you do notice is the body has pointy ears and the ghost doesn't. Okay. So it doesn't look like a mirror image of itself. There is a another body right uh, underneath it. Faya, is there a way you can help? And a bear is going to move to the corner just beside Matumbe so that he can get a good vantage point and then also uh, total defense. There's no sense in running in after this guy for the possibility that we can't save it. Freya, you're up. Freya can't actually get around the corner with just one movement. So she'll do two movements to get on the other side of Matumbe, right in front of Air Bear. And then I would like to do, if needed, a check to know if the ghost can actually follow us or if it's linked to this area and we could just leave. Like, is so it tied to the body? That's a good enough question that I think I would have answered for Matumbe if it came into play. This thing can follow you. Mm. And you think it will. We only have one course of action then. Finish the maze before it can catch us. <laughs> and then an another side question. Uh, Freya can't use her 
bow anymore, but she does still have some ghost touch arrows. Does anybody have a bow she could hand arrows to? Nope. I do. I'm an elf. I guess then uh, if Freya would know that she would, uh, during it, during her move action, pull out a handful of blanched ghost touch arrows. Okay. So she'll do like three of them. It is the ghost's turn, and it's seen people coming from around the corner. So I think it's intelligent enough to know that you're a group. I'm going to have it move into the hedge and uh, then forward. How, how much forward? Uh, it's got 30 feet of movement, and then it's going to use its standard action to moan. I need a will save from everybody. I'm going to use my resolve. Is this mind affecting? This is mind affecting, in fact. Oh. That's a 31. 24. 22 or 24 if this is a spell-like ability. Mm -hmm. My resolve probably didn't help. 14. Okay. Air Bear, you are panicked. For four rounds. Uh Uh-oh. Which means once this ghost becomes visible again, you're going to... The only actions you're going to take are to run from it as quickly as possible. Is that... A retreat, uh, or withdraw. It will trigger okay. a roll on that old performance combat as you're going to be seen by the crowd as a coward. Next in the order is Tulia. Tulia, uh, you have not seen this thing yet, but you've heard your allies around the corner. That is correct. So currently, I know, Haley, it's in the bushes. Um, can I try to make a perception? Did I see any bushes moving around or... Is that not a possibility? It's not a possibility. It's completely intangible, and so it wouldn't cause a rustling. Unless it chose to cause a rustling. (laughs) I've broken wind. (laughs) So I'm going to move up and grab the arrows from Freya. Awesome. And then, so once I've grabbed the arrows, can I ready to hit, or do I need to... So you moved, and you grabbed the arrows as a move action. Okay, so I did two move actions. Yes, but now you have the arrows. Well, actually, you did. Did Freya use a move action to grab the arrows, or did she just grab them as she moved? So, I to get to where she is, she needed to. She was just. She needed to use two move actions. So over those move actions, she grabbed her arrows out. Okay, while so I'm gonna. Yeah, I am gonna rule it as a move action then from Tulia if. If Freya had actually used a move action to pull them out, I'm basically going to say it's one move action between the two of you to actually grab these arrows. Okay. So then if I've got them, that is my entire turn. I don't have any Did you draw your bow as you moved, I assume? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Of course. So yeah, I'll just be ready for next time. Sure. Matumbe, you saw the ghost go into the bushes. You actually think you would be able to hit it, but... It would get concealment from you, and you would get concealment from it if it was making melee attacks at you. That's kind of how the ghost-in-a-wall mechanics work. <laughs> okay, concealment isn't terrible. Unless it was, if it were total concealment, then I'd be really worried. Uh, but concealment's only about a 20% mischance, so I, I don't hate those odds. Matumbe is going to... Um, it's uh, total defense having expired. He's going to take a five-foot step up. This puts him at a diagonal angle towards the bush that he knows the ghost is in. And he's going to start swinging. Okay. First attack. It's going to be a 27 to hit. That hits. I'll do concealment after my second attack. Second attack. Critical threat. Yeah? 20, uh, 29 to hit. Let's go. I will be using a judicious force on... Uh, Don't worry about it. It can't be crit. I will not be using a judicious force. (laughs) How exciting. You you know that about ghosts. Sorry, I I assumed you knew that about incorporeal, but you need to have a ghost touch weapon in order to crit incorporeal creatures. Oh, interesting. Uh, Yeah, that's something I probably knew back in book one. But it it certainly hits. It certainly hits. Cool, that's great. Uh, Let me roll some uh, concealments then, huh? Sure. 70? Yep. Nine. Nine misses, so yeah. the second hit misses. Second hit misses. That is unfortunate, especially since this is probably going to be half damage or whatever. 20 points of damage. And he, as he swings down, he thinks he hits the second one. It doesn't quite hit. Come on. Ghost versus ghost. He's whispering to his axe. <laughs> Get him, tiger. 
Uh, you know what? I'll say this because I, I like it and I feel like the Lopper could do it. And I feel like I've offered this to Eclipse as well, but you've never taken it because you do 75% damage on incorporeal stuff anyway. If you give him a point of influence, he'll make your axe ghost touch. <laughs> and I'm, I started the day with one. Oh boy, do I want to do this? Not yet. I will decide at the, at the at the beginning of next round whether I want to do that. I want to see how, how things are going with the combat. Okay, it's Air Bear's turn. Air Bear, the ghost is in the wall. You are panicked for four rounds. You need to run away from it. I'm trying to figure out if I can use Resolve to decrease the state of panic. Oh, take panic to frighten? Yeah, I, it doesn't specifically say you can decrease, but... We'll see. Does it say you can remove the panicked condition? It says that I can remove the frightened, um. and I'm wondering if that can take it to the next stage lower, or two stages lower. It would make intuitive sense, but I think that resolve is used to remove lesser conditions. Yeah, but at eight, you can do more. I guess it doesn't. It doesn't specifically say it can move. Reduce. Yeah, reduce the severity, just the duration if it's longer. Okay, so you're going to run away, and I want you to describe to me how you attempt to make this seem heroic so you potentially don't fail the uh, the performance check. Oh, and don't worry, uh, Brooks. I'll go ahead and mark where you dropped your shit for panicked. Smart. All right. As an immediate action, he is going to pivot in his boots, activate haste, and run around the ghost to be just five feet away from flanking it and bare his teeth at it, like so that it becomes much less cowardly. Sure, so you run around. Is that your double move with haste? Yes. Dude, no way. That's definitely not possible. It's like 40 feet away if he only has but a 20-foot move speed. Oh, but with haste, you get a plus like 30. 30. Yeah. 30, so you should have 50 feet for a single move action. Then and you need to roll randomly to see where he goes. Yeah. Well, odds or evens, which path you go down. Odds is to the south, evens is to the west. We came from the south. You really want the south. <laughs> it is odd. Okay, you head back to the south. Ten more feet. And go ahead and make me that performance check. You did hiss at him, so I guess that was brave. <laughs> Super brave. All right. Plus two from the crowd. Gonna need it. 14. 14, the crowd drops to friendly from helpful. And you hear some faint boos. Not just from the ghost. Uh, uh, uh. Freya, you're up. Freya saw Matumbe take a swipe at this incorporeal ghost. Unfortunately, in her gun, she doesn't have any bullets that are ghost touch, but her void energy harms everything, even undead and living creatures. So she takes a five-foot step back, backs herself up against the other side of the maze, away from the ghost, and she takes her gun, again in a dramatic fashion, and rams the butt of the... Uh, the handle of the gun on the ground and out comes a cloud of flies that are going to swarm into the bush and I need a will save okay I'm going to apply its channel resistance to this because I think it it's still a it's channel still, yes it does 19 that succeeds so you're going to take half 18 total, so you're going to take 9, and then I believe the misfortune still yes, occurs? Yes, still, still. All right, so I will let you know when I want to use that. Okay, it's the ghost's turn. You must stay. Protect the maze. And he reaches out to touch Matumbe, 
Amazing. I'm right. I'm gonna make uh, him roll twice okay. on this attack. Thank you. Sure. First, that's a ninety, so that will hit. I thought that was your to hit, and I was like, hold <laughs> on, Griffin. It's a ninety for my fucking ghost, baby. He's killing it. I feel like the to hit's not really gonna matter. He's got a my touch is thirteen. It's very bad. Be fishing for a natural one, maybe. That's what I was kind of hoping for, because this is not going to be good if we get a bunch of conditions on us. Yeah. Okay. Good use of the roll, because it would have hit Matumbe, but a five on the die makes it an 11 to touch. Whoa! <laughs> nice. He's a 13! That sucks. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Emily. And then it will five foot step deeper into the bush diagonally back. Ugh, I hate that. Tulia. Can I make a perception check now? Sure. I just want to try and hit it. 13. You have no idea where it is. Okay, I will ready in action. The minute I see anything, I will shoot a ghost touch arrow at it. Okay. Matumbe, you're back up. You saw the ghost recede. All right, so if he receded, he, I mean, he could kind of see that it was a backwards diagonal path. He knows where this thing's going. Mm-hmm. Where it ended up, he doesn't know, but he knows it went back through the bush around to pretty much where we started the encounter. Tumbe is going to wrap back around this U of a of a hedge here. 5, 10, 15. He's not in range quite yet. Uh, can I make a perception check to see if I see him? Yes. Cool. I mean, it's not great, but... How does a 28 strike you? Yeah, that'll you'll be able to see him with that. Great. So he's going to continue his movement five more feet. So that is 20 feet of movement. Well, within my first movement increment. And he's going to say, I have had enough of ghosts. That's let's do this thing. And I will voluntarily accept a point of influence, bringing my daily total up to two for now and giving the weapon the plus one keen battle axe, the ghost touch property. You know what? I do want to hit, and if I hit, I want it to hurt. He's also gonna bane. Okay, I'm at a 24 to hit. 24 will hit, but I need you to roll the concealment. Doesn't matter. The concealment is a 14. 14 does not hit. Uh. God, this is, this is bad times. <laughs> you know what really sucks is I've got blind fight. <laughs> Oh, so you can roll twice on that concealment. Yeah. Air Bear, it's your turn. You got to continue fleeing at top speed. That's right. Go ahead and make me that performance check. A little bit better on the roll. Uh, still the same result because of the lowered crowd. So what's the total? 11. 11. The crowd moves from friendly to indifferent. And now it is Freya's turn. You guys might want to start doing some flashy shit in this combat so you can get the crowd's favor back. No kidding, we got this fucking anchor dragging us down. (laughs) Unfortunately, Freya doesn't have anything that can trigger or allow her to do a performance. You try and shoot it, get a crit. (laughs) The odds of that happening are very low. and Higher than channeling. That's true, but channeling actually does damage. I'll leave the performing up to the rest of the group. Freya doesn't know exactly where the ghost is, but she saw Matumbe take a swing and a hit. Yeah, Matumbe the head trimmer over here. And so she's going to use her move action to back herself into the corner of this maze and then move uh, be, uh, back kind of where we were before we went around to find this ghost. And she again... Already holding her gun backwards, slams the handle of the gun down onto the stone, still just doing it for show. Like she's not actually putting effort. I was gonna say, it. the more you abuse this gun, the higher I'm gonna make the misfire chance. No, no, she's she's doing it gently, but like making a big swing, and then the flies again come out and swarm at this ghost. The ghost has a. 18. Yeah, that succeeds. That would be uh, 19 total. So again, 9. 
and I will use that misfortune when I see fit. Sounds like a plan. It's the ghost's turn. It's going to go ahead and attack at Matumbe again. And that's a 93. I would like to use my misfortune again. No. Did I see it when the arm came out? Yes. Can I do my ready to action then? Um, yeah, it's gonna have <laughs> it's gonna have full concealment against you. You're literally around the corner from a hedge. Mm-hmm. So it is the only thing I've got. My so turn 50% is next. Fifty percent mischance here. Or actually, no. I'll just give it. I'll give it full cover and then the regular concealment. Okay, so I am only giving you your regular the regular to hit, and then you're adding or adding in or yes. subtracting. Okay. Ooh, that's certainly not going to hit, unless I get lucky. 15. 15 does not hit. And then the attack coming at Matumbe. All right, you saved him again. What? Yay! Eight and a natural one. Woo! Uh, oh, my God. So you've basically saved me from, like, a dozen D6 so far. And then, yeah, 14 D6. And then the ghost Ooh. is going to... It's just going to move because it used a standard action, so you get an attack of opportunity against it, but it's going to move diagonally right behind Tulia. Okay. Definitely get the concealment with an 83. Let's see about that to hit. I think I'm going to do it at a 25. Yep, that hits. Awesome. Thank God that Bane counted for something. And it's Ghost Touch, baby. Thanks. You are now free to start whiling. That is going to be 24 points of damage. It's all going through, baby. Does Vance enjoy it? I don't know. Does Matumbe enjoy it? It seems like he's been enjoying this shit. I don't know. (laughs) Tulia, it's your turn. So Tulia is going to cast a spell. She's going to take a five-foot step back, and then I have to roll concealment still, right? Yes, it is still in the bush. Okay, great. 88. Okay. So we're all good there. And she's going to pop off a couple magic missiles. All right. Which should have no issue affecting this. Yep. They should affect it in full. Fantastic. And I get five missiles, which is exciting. So. And 18 points of force damage. You kill the ghost, it dissipates, and because you've killed the creature, you can make a performance combat check if you so choose. Yeah, and as as the magic missiles fly out of Tulia's gloved hands, what you guys see sucked back in is part of his life force is sucked back into her gloves, and her gloves kind of shine white, from going from black and shining white as she gains uh, temporary hit points, equal to 10 plus the hit die of the affected undead. Nice. They are called Gloves of Stolen on Life. It's seven hit die. All right, so I get 17 temporary hit points. That is cool. Nice. That is really cool. (laughs) Yeah, right? I really like it. And then uh, I need to make a performance check? You can if you want to. I think maybe I do. That makes sense. You're the best at it. Well, I don't think I am. So 10 plus your plus three plus yep. your charisma. I, I know what it is. I'm, I only have a plus four. I just know I'm not the best one here. Yeah, that would be Freya. Yeah, she just can't trigger anything. She refuses to use her gun and thus cannot use her performance. <laughs> so I got an 18 off the die plus four will put me up at a... 22? Yes. Yes, that would make the crowd friendly again. <laughs> Unfortunately, our bear is running for two more rounds, so let's see how unfriendly the crowd becomes. Give me two more performance checks. This first one at least is at a plus one, correct? That's right. Yeah, but it's a higher DC. Uh, first one will be the uh, frost. Failed one. The first one, that's for sure. Okay. With a six on the die. Uh, next one is a 20 on the die. So that will be a total of 23. Okay, so the crowd is back to indifferent. Matumbe looks at, at, at Freya and Tulia. I guess we should pick his stuff up. Um, he's going to pick up Air Bear's stuff that he dropped. His sure. Miyazashi's. Um, and I guess while we're over here, let, I want to check out that body. I want to I know what's going on here. Yeah. You can make me a heal check. Sure. I'll try and help. Aid. Yep. I'm going to try to do my own heal check. I don't aid. Be a 
Dirty 20. Frey gets a 26, unless uh, it's there's like a disease going on here, then it would be a 28. Frey, it looks like this thing died of rapid aging. Matube could probably corroborate that that's what this thing's touch did. So this man, he looks to be an elf, died from the ghost's corrupting touch. This isn't the body that the ghost came from. I'd like to see if he's got any gear on him. <laughs> yeah, he does. He has a necklace and a robe. I'll spell craft. Sure. I had a plus two to identify mag- magic item properties as well. And a plus one from the crowd. So I only rolled a 10, but that goes up to a 32, 33. 33. The amulet is an amulet of natural armor, plus two. The robe is a wondrous item known as a robe of bones. Oh. Do you know what that does? I, I do. Would you like to tell everyone else? I do know. <laughs> this sinister item functions much like a robe of useful items for the serious necromancer. It appears to be an unremarkable robe, but a character who dons it notes that it is adorned with a small embroidered figures representing undead creatures. Only the wearer of the robe can see the embroidery, recognize them for the creatures they become, and detach them. One figure can be detached each round. Detaching a figure causes it to become an actual undead creature. The skeleton or zombie is not under the control of the wearer of the robe, but may subsequently be commanded, rebuked, turned, or destroyed. A newly created robe of bones always has two embroidered figures of each of the following undead. And it does have the full complement, so it has two of each. Human skeletons, wolf skeletons, heavy horse skeletons, fast goblin zombies, tough human zombies, and plague ogre zombies. Jesus Christ. It's so cool and so cheap. (laughs) So it's got a total of 12 undead that you could pull off and throw, but they're not under your control. So you have to have something else that enables you to control the undead if you want to use them. Or you could, you know, throw them at the enemy and hope that the undead... Attack the enemy and not you. Uh, Tulio would really focus on this robe, and she'd admire the stitching, and she would turn everyone. That is near, obviously not Air Bear. She would ask, are y'all interested in this? Generally in my religion, I stay away from the undead. Sometimes I may use my opponent's weapons against them, but... Only if I cannot avoid doing so. I do not wish to lay claim to this item. In fact, you might be best suited for it. Being a powerful caster and all. Yeah, I really fancy this. This is nice. Freya? I can really only make us invisible to the undead. I wouldn't be able to give up to control them at all. Freya, you hear in your head, Take the robe. Oh, oh, geez. <laughs> that honestly might be a good argument for Freya because you could throw it and then make everybody immune to, or like, hit it. Invisible to it, yeah. We can't really exert much control. But, you know, our enemies probably can't either. We haven't faced too many necromancers. Maybe I could use it. Tulia stares at the rope a little longer she sighs she's like you've already gotten everything good I want something out of this I want the amulet then well hold on here <laughs> and it's at this point that Air Bear should actually <laughs> his claim to the items as well are there any items that you guys would like to roll off for I assume this amulet is one of them yeah yeah yes yeah uh, you two can roll off for the robe if you want. Perfect. Yes, I would like to. So Freya and Tulia roll off for the robe first. I think there's a legitimate argument to be made that Freya should probably have it with the hide from undead. But Freya got a 14, so decent. Tulia got an 8, so as much as she admires the craftsmanship and this wonderful, wondrous item, she goes... I guess you really ought that a person have it. She realizes she could make it in like a day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, but I'll, I'll study this for later. 
furiously like writing down like a, a template to, to make it a pattern. Absolutely. Freya takes off her cloak of resistance. Uh, Only it, plus one. It's actually a body slot item, not a cloak. Oh. So you can wear it with that. All right, never mind. I need all the resistance I can get. And then I assume everybody wants to roll off on that natural armor. Yeah. Unless. I will. I already got the cloak, so and I got the other cool items. I'll let you guys go for it. All right, let's see what happens. 11? 19. Oh, I got a four. Sorry. I, well, that's bad. I, I, would I like it? Yes, but it is very valuable in Air Bear's hands, so I'm not upset about this. Do you have an amulet of your own? I have a plus one. Ah, so do I. Does anyone not have an amulet? Me. Then, I have no there amulets. There we go. Then there you go. Well, then you have a plus one, so it all worked out. Everybody's happy. I guess a consolation prize from this guy who wasn't even as useful as a trapdoor in a canoe during that fight might do. She's she's pretty mad. Next, uh, she might come to blows over the next magical item. <laughs> not really, but. I- Really? Because I, I seem to I seem to remember you getting a thousand gold spell or a ten thousand gold spell cost cast on you. Yeah, no, I know. This is just the mildly irrational side. Uh okay, so you can continue on. Zia is much thanks, Matumbe. For grabbing uh, my items. Yeah, so I, I guess at this point, Matumbe is holding the two Wiyazashis. Of course, the X isn't isn't far from at hand. Of course, let's let's not be crazy here. But he's gonna look at them and be like, "There's some fine craftsmanship that went into these blades, Mister Bear. In fact, I am a, a stranger to this continent of Avistan. But one day, I would like to know how you came into possession of them, because they do not look." Like the long swords, the short swords, or the any other types of blades that I have seen anywhere on this continent in my journeys to come here for Professor Lormor's funeral. He flips them around like kind of backwards so the hilts are towards you. When we get out of this, I think there is more to your story than meets the eye. Perhaps I should not judge this book by its cover. And he hands them to you. Matumbe, make a perception check. Okay. I'm going to roll the die that's been hot for me tonight. Okay. I mean, not crazy hot, but pretty good. That is going to be 33. You've heard the expression, that makes my skin crawl? Yes. But you've never seen that physically manifest until Air Bear reaches out for the swords. And it almost looks like something is underneath the skin of his hands. They move aberrantly, and the skin almost, it looks like bugs are crawling underneath it. It's, it seems alive. I realize you're probably not going to give me anything more than that, but is there some sort of knowledge check or something that I could roll to learn a little bit more? You could roll a religion. Okay. It would be a 29. You know normally that is just an expression. Mm-hmm. You have heard of necrocrafts. This doesn't seem quite like that. Or necrographs, rather. This doesn't seem quite like that. You've heard of necromancers kind of grafting undead body parts to themselves. This certainly does not seem living or normal, Mm -hmm. but it's a rat folk hand, and it doesn't seem to be a necrograft. Okay. So... Considering the height differential between the two of them, he's got these backward swords in his hands ready to hand them, and he steps down to one knee so that they're almost ish eye to eye. Yes. Yes, once we get out of this, I do believe we have quite a bit to discuss, Mr. Airbear. And he's looking down at his arms and looking back up into his eyes, a very telling expression on his face like, I can see what's going on here. I mean, I, I don't know mechanically exactly what's going on, but it doesn't appear that my other teammates here have really taken notice of um, of his arms. But like, look at that. I can see it. Yeah. Hey, Barry, you, you feel as you reach for the swords, it's like a separate consciousness. You feel it at the tips of your fingers. You wouldn't tell Matumbe this, but it's as if your hands are excited on their own to be grabbing these swords. 
and it's a completely foreign feeling to you. Okay. That is true, Mutumbe. And if there is an after this, I will certainly uh, tell you how I came to be trained in with these weapons. And I'll tell you how I got these scars. (laughs) (laughs) Good, good. I think there's a few stories the two of us could exchange. Matumbe stands back up, unholsters the axe and the the shield. It seems that we only have one path forward now. And I wonder what stands behind the mushroom fountain. So you do see, as you head the opposite direction from the ghost, a path that leads to the north and a path that leads to the south. Where are you going? Survival check again, I guess. Or perception, if you say otherwise. I'll give you a survival check and a knowledge nature check. You will need to make both of these, and I won't let you do them both at once. So you're going to have to pick somebody to do the survival and pick somebody to do the knowledge nature, because this is going to be very difficult to discern if you do get it. Mine is a plus 13 to knowledge nature. I have a zero on anything relating to survival. I have a one in survival. I have a five in survival. I have an 11 survival, and then my nature is 15, but I get the plus D6 on that. It sounds like there isn't an option here, though. Right. So I guess I'm doing the knowledge. I also can't aid the knowledge. I can aid uh, one of those. I guess probably can't do both at the same time. The checks need to be made in tandem, so it sounds like Tulia... I mean, each of you could aid one thing if all four of you want to be participants in this, but it sounds like Matumbe is going to have to do the survival and Tuli is going to have to do the knowledge nature if you want the highest rolls. And they have to be made at the same time. So, all right. So I'll do the knowledge then. Try to aid. Oh, there we go. I do not aid. Freya aids. 28. If there's some sort of tracks going on here, that's going up to a 31. And the crowd is friendly. So 32. Crowd is not friendly. It's indifferent. Oh, it's It's indifferent. indifferent. Okay, sorry. Mm -hmm. Then 32 with the aid. Mm -hmm. Okay. The DC for both was 25. (sighs) All right. Matumbe, this is very difficult to notice with your survival, but the maze seems to be affected by its own biome here. Some kind of magical weather pattern. Different from what's happening in Abaddon. You you know that it would have to be somewhat different for these plants to even grow. And with that biome, you notice that the southern corner of the maze seems to be in this perpetual shade. Tulia, I had you make these checks in tandem because you you realize immediately when Matumbe says that about the shade that if there were ideal conditions for fungus to grow, it would be in that corner. And so you would think that you want to go to the south if you're looking for the mushroom fountain. But the north appears to be lit by moonlight. Oh. Okay, okay. I imagine after those tandem checks, uh, Tulia and Matumbe execute a very well-timed and uh, complex handshake. A brain blast, a Jimmy Neutron blast, (laughs) brain blast. Nail those checks together. Shove intelligence into both of our teammates' faces. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Just flexing on them. Uh, What do you say? It seems like if we go south, we go towards the fungus. We go north, we go towards the moon. We do these in order, don't you think? Based on those riddles, we gotta go to the mushrooms. Let's roll. So you head to the south, and you see a fountain that this time is emitting water in a black, brackish trickle. And all over the stone surface is lichen and fungus, small mushrooms sprouting left and right, with some mushrooms of brilliant color sprouting from the top. Make a another knowledge nature check. Only a 20 this time. 34. Five. (laughs) These mushrooms all appear poisonous. And 
they appear to be able to release spores. Matumbe, make a perception check. This reminds me of someone I used to know. Oh boy, uh, pretty bad. 27, 28 traps. This fountain is trapped, but you think it's only trapped to go off if it is triggered in the wrong order. Order? Oh, so if we did like the moon first? Okay. So if Matube is relay- relaying all of this information, like, you know, he usually does, mm-hmm. Tulia would throw her arms out to everybody and say, hold your horses. I got something against this. And she's going to cast life bubble on everybody so that you cannot currently inhale diseases or poisons in the air. So how long does that last? It lasts for everybody here. I'm going to also do a swift action to use one of my arcane pool, which will actually make it last another extra four hours. So everybody here, because it's two hours per level, I'm going to cast it as a level 11 spell. That gives everyone here five, but I'm also going to give Matumbe and Air Bear another hour each just because they're going to be most likely to be up front. Okay. So it's a, it's a long time type of spell. Sure. Uh, before going, uh, triggering the fountain, Freya walks over to Air Bear and draws out her meta magic rod and touches him on the shoulder saying, we really need you in the combat. Can't have you running away. And she casts aid on him. Uh, that's going to give you a morale bonus uh, to attacks and also uh, saves against fear effects and you get some temporary hit points as well. And so that will last for 18 minutes. By the way, just so that you guys all know, um, Life Bubble isn't just, you know, in, in harmful gases. It's a movable, constant, one-inch shell of tolerable living conditions where you can breathe freely, even underwater and in a vacuum, as well as make yourself totally immune to harmful gases, vapors, including inhaled diseases, poisons, and spells like cloud kills, sinking cloud, etc. In addition, the shell protects subjects from extremes of temperature per indoor elements, so that's it wouldn't have helped with the volcano stuff anyways, but it does um, help with extreme pressures. There is a lot of pressure riding on this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Is it safe to assume you touch the fountain? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With us all, with our life bubble, Tulia would feel comfortable saying, let's go. You touch the fountain and find yourselves in a dimly lit cavern. The only light is the bioluminescence from several large mushrooms. Everything in here is difficult terrain. It's hard to move as the ground is slippery and dense with thick mud. It smells of earth and feces and I'm going to need you guys to finish your drinks because we'll see you next week man really love when an episode ends with the smell of shit (laughs) (laughs) I knew it Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Carrying Crown is copyright 2011. Carrying Crown and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are properties of Paizo Inc. and used with permission.